Section 26 of the Critique of Dogmatic Theology and Investigation of the Christian Teaching by Leo Tolstoy. Translated by Leo Wiener. Chapter 16, Part 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Laurie Arsenault. Then there comes a controversy about celibacy, but the question as to how it is proved that our hierarchy is the true successor of the apostles, and not one of the other hierarchies, which regard themselves as such, is not even mooted, so that of all the sacraments the one on which all the others are based not only fails to be proved or determined, but is also introduced quite arbitrarily and without the least sign by which it may be distinguished from anything resembling it. After that follows a division, which is called Division 8. General Remarks on the Sacraments In these general remarks we find an exposition. 243. Of the Nature of the Sacraments Quote, the sacraments are not only signs of divine promises for the purpose of rousing faith in men, not merely simple rites which distinguish Christians from Gentiles, not only symbols of spiritual life and so forth, as the heretics wrongly think, but sacramental actions which under some visible form really impart to the believers an invisible grace of God. They are instruments which of necessity operate as grace on those who approach unto them. Unquote. On the septenary number of the sacraments, it is proved that there are precisely seven sacraments. From these proofs, the very opposite is clearly demonstrated. Quote, after that we must not be misled by the fact that some ancient teachers, as the need arose, or in conformity with the purpose chosen by them, or for some other reasons, speak in their writings now of two, now of three, now of four sacraments, without mentioning the rest. It is quite wrong to conclude from that, as the Protestants have concluded, that the ancient church recognized only two sacraments, why not three or four, baptism and the Eucharist, for it is known that other teachers of the church at the same time, or even earlier mentioned, also all the rest. For it is known that the same teachers, mentioning baptism and the Eucharist by name, at times point also to other similar sacraments, and in various passages of their writings clearly speak separately of each of the seven sacraments. Anyone who has read church history knows that there were seven sacraments, precisely seven, because there are seven gifts of the Holy Ghost, seven candelabra, seven seals, and so forth. 245. On the conditions for the performance and efficacy of the sacraments, for the performance of the sacraments, that is, for the communication of grace to the believers, are needed, quote, 1. A legally ordained presbyter or bishop. 2. 
a legal, that is, according to the divine ordainment, sacramental action of the sacraments. Unquote. Quote, but on the other hand, many heretics have wrongly thought, a, that for the performance and efficacy of the sacraments is needed not only a legally ordained minister of the church, but also a pious servant, so that the sacraments performed by tainted servants of the altar have no significance, or b, that the actuality and the efficacy of each sacrament depends on the faith of the persons receiving it, so that it is a sacrament and has its full power only during the time of its reception or use with faith, and that when not used, or in case of acceptance without faith, it is not a sacrament and remains sterile. 1. The first is wrong. For the power of grace of the sacraments depends really on the deserts and the will of Christ the Saviour, who himself performs them invisibly, and the pastors of the church are only his servants and visible instruments, through whom he imparts the sacraments to men. 2. Wrong is also the second opinion, which assumes that the power and actuality of the sacraments is in complete dependence on the faith and disposition of the persons who receive the sacraments. Unquote. That is clear. The sacraments are purely external actions, like incantations against the toothache which act upon people, and there is no sense of speaking or thinking of any spiritual side either on the part of the one who pronounces the incantation or on the part of those who are being cured. It is necessary to make certain motions with the hands and feet, and grace will come down. 246. Moral Application of the Dogma the application of the dogma concludes the section about the sacraments. The only obvious application is to have recourse to the hierarchy for sanctification by means of sacraments. The whole doctrine about the sacraments, after it has been analyzed, is reduced to the following. Among the number of senseless, discordant followers of Christ, there are some who consider themselves to be ordained by those men who themselves have been ordained by the laying on of hands, who finally were ordained by the apostles. These people give no signs of their right of succession, but they assert that the grace of the Holy Ghost has come down to them, and that in consequence of it, they know seven actions through which the grace of the Holy Ghost descends upon people, and this grace, though it is not determined by anything visible, they are able to bring down on people. The communication of this invisible grace by these men is in reality the doctrine about the sacraments. End of section 26